Morning, all. I want to thank you so much for uh, everyone who uh, has shared uh, live as well as written, as well as all those who took the effort to produce uh, the videos that we can all enjoy and get. You know, we cannot be involved in every activity in this church, but, but it gives us a good sense of what goes on. And I've been uh, given 15 minutes. If uh, those of you who know the program for this uh, short sharing, and I have absolutely no intention of not complying. <laughs> okay, you know that today is quite special, right? Every time we have such a Thanksgiving service, we our hearts well up in Thanksgiving, and we sort of get influenced by one another, and the whole mood is so different when I hear uh, people sharing as I watch the video of what happened over the year and as I read the testimonies. Uh, but the question is, can we always give thanks? And can we always be contented? And they say that contentment and a thankful heart is all about proper perspective. And if you listen closely to Edwin, you would have heard him use this word, perspective. And perhaps there is always a special mood at the end of the year that you don't find perhaps at the beginning of the year or in the middle of the year. Uh, maybe it's all the good food that we've been overeating that, that brings us to this uh, a sense of thanksgiving. I was told about a Charlie Brown, a Snoopy cartoon, uh, where he, on, on Thanksgiving Day in America, the third Thursday of, the, uh, of November, so he brought the usual dog food in a dog dish to Snoopy. And then there was this cartoon that Snoopy says, that's not fair. The rest of the world is feasting on turkey and all the trimmings. And just because I'm a dog, I just have dog food that I have the same dog food a uh, whole year round. And then the next cartoon says, I guess it could have been worse. I could have been a turkey. <laughs> Perspective. Or some of us, uh, okay, with perhaps more means than others, might be thinking that, ah, we should have bought the car at the beginning of the year before COE prices run up. Or, or we should have bought this condo or this semi-D or this big house uh, now that all the prices have, have run up. Well, there was a story of this guy who escaped, I think it was Haiti, uh, in, a, in a middle part of uh, Central America and traveled in one of these refugee boats to America. And he worked hard. Eventually, he started his own business and he sent his son to an Ivy League university where the son finished an MBA. And as soon as the son got graduated, he came back to the father and he started criticizing his father's way of running the business. He says, Dad, you don't keep proper records. Your money is all in cash. You forgive your debtors too easily. You don't press your suppliers hard enough. You don't have a clear idea of whether or not you're making a profit. And so the dad came to the son and said, Son, when I came to this country, all I had on was my pants. I didn't even have a shirt on my back. Now, your brother is a doctor, your sister is a teacher, and you just graduated with an MBA. I have this small apartment we live in, we have a small car, and we have this business. Add all that up, subtract the pants, the rest is profit. How true? How true this perspective? Add all that up, and when I add up the seven videos 
the 20 written testimonies and the 17 live ones that we all heard. Subtract what? Subtract nothing. We had nothing to come to God with. But now we have thanksgiving. And so can we always give thanks? I say yes. Not only can we, we must. Ephesians 5.20 tells us, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Always, we must, we can. Can we always be contented? Yes, Philippians 4.11. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content in whatever the circumstances. Always, always, whatever the circumstances, we give thanks, we are contented. Well, you saw the first uh, video that was uh, shown. It was sort of like the, the church-wide Thanksgiving video. And uh, I looked through some of the pictures and some of the videos. I passed it to my niece, Megan, who uh, helped me put this uh, together much, much more artistically than I could ever have done. And there are four themes that run through that, uh, the video. And it is... It is based on our core values, if, if you want to call it that. Okay, our core care values, because it, it, it follows the acronym C-A-R-E. Um, if I ask you what the core values are, you probably won't know it, so I, I thought I might as well just put it up. Um, and it's not something that we're going to like force it down your throat that you must memorize before you can become a member of this church, because core values ought to be deeply ingrained, you might not be able to recite or repeat the words exactly as it says here, a community to grow with, an authority to base on, a calling to reach out, a commitment uh, to edify, but we live it out. And I believe that if you have watched the videos, listened to the testimonies, read the testimonies, you would feel this coming out like oozing out of this church. So firstly, I give thanks because we have a community to grow with. And 1 Corinthians chapter 12 tells us about this community, that there should be no division in the body, because, but, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you a part of it. And I was so glad to hear the testimony of Joanne and John. And, and our loud gen business is a family business. Okay? It's a John Chow business. It's an Andrew Ng business because we all pull together and we have this community from the youngest Gemma to the oldest in this segment, at least, huh, Andrew. Okay, we pull together, we grow uh, together. Um, I was just looking through uh, pictures, and, and this picture is so encouraging, right? A 130-year-old community growing together in faith, hope, and love. And I thank God. I thank God for all our cell group leaders. We, we pull together a small segment of the church. We help one another to grow in the Word and in works, okay? Four cappings uh, a, a year and then a carnival through the year, and you need to join one. You need to join one and participate in, in that microcosm of this whole church of a few hundred 
but in that cell group, 10, 12 of you participate, grow together in the community life. In this year, 2010, we baptized many people. We baptized 46 people this year. And I've looked through the records going back to the 90s. This year was the highest number of people we ever baptized. And 48 people prayed to receive Christ this year. Uh, some have gone back to their countries, but uh, a fair number have stood, stayed behind and continue growing together with us here in PPH. Uh, of those who were baptized, uh, 14 from, uh, from, uh, who originated from China, of course they live here now, and eight, uh, six from Telugu, four Filipinos, 22 locals, but one family in Christ. Last year we baptized 38, uh, but we had 32 from uh, China and Telugu. So this is kind of like uh, a flip it uh, around. The average number of people baptized uh, over the last four years is 31. So this year's 46 is, is quite a peak. So a community to grow with. And, and secondly, an authority to base our lives on. And our lives are based on the Word of God. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 even as Paul was talking about this, he said, we also thank God continually because when you receive the word of God, that is all of us, which you heard from us, the apostles or the, 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 the writers of the Bible, you accepted it not as the word of man, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. The word which is at work. And so in any human group, okay, you like it or not, when human beings gather together, you need to be organized, right? And there will be leaders and there will be supporters. But the leader's authority comes not from a title, comes not from a position or the power even that is given to the leaders, whether you're deacon or elder or even pastor. It is only authorized by the Word. And so we study it. So we study it. And so we are regulated uh, by the word, and it is something that we ought to be thankful for. Okay, we've got all kinds of of people here uh, in this church from ev many many different countries, but we are we are held together, organized in some sense, uh, with proper order, and we do great works together as a PPH, because we are based on the authority of God's word. And I love this picture. This picture has our Chinese, uh, you know, Xiang Nuan is right there in the middle uh, 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 interpreting uh, at our church camp. And Lawrence Chua is a blurred figure somewhere over there uh, at our church camp. What I see is this. It doesn't matter how old or how young uh, you are. Xiang Nuan is way younger than um, Lawrence Chua. Xiang Nuan is the, the wife of Guang San, if you, if you don't know. Um, but they both have authority, and their authority is based on the Word of God. So it doesn't matter if you're young or you're old, learned or uneducated, we all learn from the Word of God. We all base our lives on the authority of God's Word. So reviewing um, the year, the, the kind of sermons that we've uh, been through, we had uh, three church-wide uh, sermon series, if you remember, Roots and Wings, which was kind of the last part of our BCM, Building Christ-like uh, Maturity. And then in the middle of the year, we had what, uh, what is on the bottom right, the 40 days of blessing or the 40 days of love. 
And then we had the prodigal God, which some people had a problem over, and I got several comments. How can you say prodigal God? But um, it's a catchy title. If you interpret it correctly, it actually makes sense huh? that God is so prodigal in love. So these were the three church-wide sermon series we had. And in, then in the first service, if you remember, and I hope our lives have been impacted by it also, the Messianic Psalms of how uh, the Psalms predict the coming of Christ and what it means uh, to us. And then we, um, we covered also uh, Deuteronomy in the third quarter and the book of Acts, which we just finished uh, last Sunday, part one. Okay, we'll continue next year. Then in the second service, uh, several more series, uh, Heroes of Faith, uh, uh, Connecting Series, the book of Ezra and the book of James. And I trust that we have grown in spiritual maturity as a result of learning from the work, from the word. And I trust that as a result also that our works are also based on the authority of God's word. So we have a community to grow with and authority to base on. And thirdly, I give thanks because we have a calling to, to reach out. Colossians 4 verse 5 says, Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders people you ought to be reaching out to, making the most of every opportunity. We know that the Great Commission is very, very important here, that we ought to go out into the world and to teach and to baptize and to bring them into discipleship. And on this note, uh, I think about uh, Pastor Yob, the Bangladeshi. Uh, you know, if I were a minister, not of the word, but in the government, the Minister for Manpower, for instance, or even a, a civil servant there, I would not approve his visa. But we say we apply and then we, 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 we see what happens. And uh, he collected his visa uh, this month. Uh, I, I make sure that I have a scan, a copy. It's kept in my computer.pdf. Like every time I look at it, I say, praise God. Thank God that uh, his work will never lack his resources. So he's going to come back in January and then he's going to be spending time. Last Sunday, he wasn't able to be here because we say he, he, he should be spending time with the Bangladeshis and forming his team. So thank God that there is this calling to reach out that God supplies uh, this, this um, initiative as well. And then if you remember, we had a blessing campaign to celebrate our 130th uh, anniversary in this church and I'm so glad for the support that uh, every member uh, gave towards this. You know, bless this, bless that. We bless all kinds uh, of, of elderly, young, and neighbours, and, and all. And then, a commitment to edify. A community to grow with, an authority to base on, a calling to reach out, and a commitment to edify. Romans fourteen nineteen. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace, and to mutual edification. To edify is to build up. The opposite of edify is to tear down. So, and, and I'm glad that over this year, I really haven't heard of too many uh, uh, tearing down episodes. You know, sometimes as pastor, you hear of or this group or these two persons are not getting along and they're, they're biting at one another. And, and those are very sad situations. But this year, I don't think so. Instead, I see a building up a building up. And I want to thank you for, like Edwin Chua, so many of you has built me up. You know, you send an SMS, you send a note, an email to say, I'm praying for you. Can I help you in this? And just, just uh, 
uh, yesterday at the elders' meeting, they, they did a review. Uh, this is the, the kindest, best work review I ever did in my life. You know? It's like, uh, so we want to stand with you in this. Uh, we notice that you are like kind of overwhelmed in this area and can we help you? And of course, we volunteer the youngest elders uh, to say to help me in this. You know? So it's, it's just great for people to come alongside you and stand with you, whether they are able to contribute uh, 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 in doing the work, and even if not, uh, especially in prayer together. So I thank God that this church and many of us individuals are being built up, being edified. And I'm especially thankful for the younger ones who are being built up to an extent that they agree and they are available to serve as deacons. i show you our three youngest deacons. Uh, I couldn't find a picture of Caleb with a hat, uh, even though I searched through his face. Actually, I found one, uh, but I, I didn't have time to ask him for permission. Uh, young deacons, you look at this, uh, they grew up in the church. Okay, Raj came to us, I think, sort of midway in, in, from school. Uh, and Actually, Raj was born in India, if you don't know. And, and to see these three faces serving as deacons just makes my heart so proud and so thankful that in this church we have been able to build up people uh, into, into leadership. And uh, we'll talk about young deacons, then we're going to be talking about young elders. Okay? And uh, let me show you a young el- our youngest elder. Uh, I always remember he's born in 1970, so he's 42 this year. <laughs> okay. Uh, and not only that, uh, his young daughter, one preaching, one singing, leading uh, a backup in, in worship at uh, the church camp. <coughs> and these are, are really uh, heartwarming to me and I hope to, to you also. And just now as I was watching the, the, young, uh, the youth ministry, the Loud Gen video, I, I see uh, Matthew. Uh, the son of uh, Vin, uh, Paul, and his voice was like so manly. Uh, I see this guy being built up uh, in the Lord, and one day uh, he's going to be somewhere up there, I think. Yeah. And to, to watch a very vibrant youth ministry and a vibrant uh, young ad- adults ministry, I think this church is in good state. Okay? <laughs> I can knock off and die tomorrow, and I think... Uh, and. Uh, it, it will continue and it will work well because we continue to have this core value, right, of edifying and not crucifying, okay? I know that many pastors, many elders, many deacons get crucified by their members, but not here in this church. So commit to some of these core values. You might not even know what they are, but I think that there is that invisible uh, a, a theme that runs across this church that... We have a community to grow with, and, and one of the key areas that you need to, to, to grow together with is in a small group, okay? It, a cell group, it could be working together in the young adults ministry or the youth ministry, a bunch of counsellors together, but, but you need to grow together with this community. Secondly, an authority to base your life on, study the Word. Study the Word. And I'm so glad that especially in the Brethren Church, as we had this 17 people come forward to give testimonies, uh, I think more than half have a verse in mind. That it is anchored on something. It's not anchored on some good feeling that God gave me a Rolex watch and therefore I, I praise Him. But 
but it is anchored on the, on the Word of God and, and that will put us in great stead. And if you are not studying the Word of God, reading the Word of God regularly, then, then by all means, do something. Nowadays, I think in a mobile phone, there is a version that uh, prompts you to, to complete and they even give you encouragement. Like you finish, I don't know, something, a John Piper series or something and then after that, they send you an email and they encourage you to, then you go on to the next uh, step. So that's very good. And a calling to reach out, I think if you do remember last Sunday, I talked about get out, get near, get in. And uh, we thank God for the, is it 51 or, or I can't remember the number now, of people that we were able to lead uh, to Christ. But I think the more important figure is baptism, that they grow enough, they understand and they publicly testify of their faith. And, and for you to be able to see a friend uh, praying to receive Christ or getting baptized, I think that, that joy is unbeatable. And uh, that's what we ought to be working our guts out. Okay? You get, get out of comfort zones, get near to people and get in. Uh, get the Word of God in especially uh, next year. Um, okay, some of us have had not a great year. We've heard from Chegan, we've heard from, from Edwin and, and perhaps we might not be in a mood for for Thanksgiving, although I'm glad that these two brothers uh, stood and uh, gave uh, uh, Thanksgiving to God. Uh, a pastor, Rick Warren from America that I often quote, told this story about a psychologist in his church. Uh, what is his church called? Saddleback Community Church. And this psychologist says that often people come to him with uh, a depression, illness, and he says that especially if these people are from his church, the Saddleback Community Church, he will ask them this question. He will ask them, of course, they are depressed, suffering from depression. He will ask them, Do you sing? Did you sing in church last Sunday? And most of the people will be like, What? I come to you for depression. You ask me whether I sing in church or not. And he found that by and large, people do not sing who are depressed. And he said, My prescription to you. Next week, go to church, sing. Next week, when you go to church, sing. And see if that helps you in your depression. Because who are we singing to? We're not singing as therapy. We are singing to the Lord Almighty, Jehovah Jireh, who, who provides for our, our every need, physical and emotional as well. And very often, that works for them. So, let me encourage you. I know that sometimes when I look around, uh, I see people not singing, it's okay it's okay uh, because there, are, there will be moments when, when you might want to do a Raj where you like that and, and you're concentrating. And, and when I see Raj do that and not singing, it's okay because I know, I know that in his heart, something is going on with God. But there are some of you who are like that. that that's, that's not okay, <laughs> I think. Huh? So sing and join together. And we've heard Psalm 100 being mentioned. Let me read the full Psalm out. Uh, it says, a psalm for thanksgiving. Shout for joy to the Lord. And so if you cannot sing, then you can shout. All the earth, worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. And as we sing, we know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and Praise His name, for the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. 
147 verse 7, sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make music to our God with harp. And I think that's how we ought to end today's service as I invite Kevin up again. And, and let's all sing. Let's all sing. 10,000 reasons to bless the Lord. Can we always give God thanks? Yes, we can. We have 10,000 reasons and more. I think we've heard many of them today. And as we think more, we will know that we have many, many reasons to praise God in every circumstance. So let's sing this song together in thanksgiving and obedience to this word to say, sing our thanksgiving to God and praise His name. Let's bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, O oh my soul, I'll worship Your holy name.
and draws near, and my time has come, still my soul will sing your praise unending. Ten thousand years and then forevermore, as the Lord of my soul. to give thanks to you. You've been so good to us, Lord. Whether it is a year of wandering, a year of drought, or a year of plentiful, or just an ordinary year, we all know that, God, you are working. You are still working. You are still blessing. And you are still moving. And we are so thankful today as we end the year, as individuals and as a church, we can give thanks to you. Truly, Lord, you deserve all glory all thanks and all honor. And all of God's people say, Amen, Amen. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah.